Hello, and welcome to the Astrology Witch Podcast. My name is Tiana, I'm your host, and today we're going to be talking about Saturn signs. So, Saturn is a super fun sign. (laughs) I'm totally joking. Uh, Saturn is the big daddy in the sky, um, and it's known as the Great Malefic, because it's usually something that denotes difficulties that someone will incur it can talk about what kind of difficulties those will be, though. So knowing your Saturn sign and where it's placed in your house can actually be really helpful and insightful um, just for a person's life to understand what obstacles they may come up against, what kind of predispositions they may have as a person um, that can create blockages and how to remove those things. So that's always helpful. So what do Saturn placements indicate in the birth chart? or a natal chart, um, however you want to call it. So they can indicate things like ambition, obstacles. They can indicate our father or our relationship with our father in some instances. They can indicate karmic lessons. They can indicate hierarchy and authority or our relationship to those things. Uh, structures, limitations, and boundaries. Or, you know, like whether we're married to those things or absolutely hate them. <laughs> Uh, It can indicate duty, discipline, responsibility, restriction, and commitment, and what our relationship with those things are, or what our style is. So what what is your style of discipline? Are you not a disciplined person? Or do you need discipline? Do you thrive in a structured environment? Or do you find that to be the worst thing in the world? (laughs) Uh, It also denotes the physical and emotional endurance that a person can gain through hardship. And... uh, Certain placements will have an easier time, whereas other placements need the hardship so that they can build a sense of wisdom and, I guess, uh, resilience in a way through hardship so that way they can overcome. Also rules things like fears and where we hold ourselves back or limit ourselves because of those fears. Uh, Wherever you have Saturn as a placement, you're going to have to work hard to reap the rewards and benefits from. So that's true for like whatever you have your Saturn in, but also wherever you have Capricorn will be probably a more difficult placement. Sometimes it can be very helpful in specific placements, especially where structure, like where you could benefit from having structure. Um, But it can also be like, you know, really difficult in a placement like, I don't know, having a Capricorn moon. Um, can be incredibly difficult because it's the complete opposite of what emotions represent, right? Like your moon rules your emotional instinct, your emotional state, and Capricorn is a sign of self-restraint and holding back and not expressing. So uh, you can see how that can be kind of difficult. So Saturn can also indicate the kind of careers a person may be suited to and a person's style of work and ambition and, again, discipline and structure. So those are the kinds of general things that Saturn can indicate. And we're going to go through all of the signs to discuss what each sign in Saturn can indicate in your birth chart. And obviously, depending on what house it is, it's going to slightly alter not the meaning of, but what area of life this is going to heavily emphasize. Okay, so Saturn in Aries. So Saturn in Aries people are independent, determined, ambitious, stubborn, solitary, and highly resourceful. Though they may struggle to assert themselves, they may fear being in the spotlight and do not enjoy showing weakness. 
They may avoid confrontation and not want to take decisive action, but these folks should take care not to let the fear of failure or fear of making poor decisions limit their growth and potential. So they're going to act like an Aries, but that's going to be the area that they find they may need to learn the most lessons in. They may deny their natural leadership qualities or healthy, competitive, and self-centered aspects of their personality. And suppressing these aspects of their personality can indeed lead to great suffering. Saturn and Aries folks experience delays, and quite honestly, any placement of Saturn will be an area of your life that you experience delays. But Saturn and Aries folks will experience delays more so than others. Um, and the result for their action-oriented nature is a lot of confusion and frustration. They may oscillate between a sense of strength, power, and certainty to then wavering indecisiveness. <laughs> and this placement will force this person to continuously fight against obstacles placed in their path, though they will often achieve success despite any setbacks because Aries is, you know, determined and Saturn's going to force them to build up the resilience they need for a follow-through. The most difficulties for Saturn and Aries people is likely to come early on in life, where they develop the necessary character and grit needed for later on. And these people must build their sense of courage to allow weakness to show without shame and learn that while competition is healthy, not coming first is also okay. Self-reliance is strong in Saturn and Aries people, so they must learn to ask for help when they need it and follow through once the excitement of initiation has passed. Those with Saturn and Aries can often uh, excel in areas of um, athleticism. So like a lot of sports athletes can tend to have this placement. Military leaders, CEOs will do really well if they have this placement. Okay, Saturn in Taurus. Saturn and Taurus people can be obstinate, tenacious, determined, capable, materialistic, selfish, stubborn, rigid, and they have much willpower at their disposal. Oh, I forgot to speak for a second. <laughs> they take responsibility very seriously and may seek to build wealth and possessions because they have an innate fear of not having anything and being alone, penniless, and without riches or love. And this is sometimes because they've gone without in their childhood and experienced a lot of deep, deep suffering because of this. The goal for these people, therefore, becomes to never return to those experiences again. And because of this trauma, they do this often by surrounding themselves with security and comfort through an amassed savings, a lot of real estate property, and material possessions. For those with Saturn in Taurus, though, money will be built slowly and steadily, very Taurian-like. This placement will often put away their money into stocks, savings, real estate, because Saturn in Taurus fears not having what it needs or experiencing any kind of loss and being dependent on other people. They may also struggle with difficulty when treating themselves, and so they need to learn to enjoy the fruits of their labor and know when to ask for help. These people, again, need to enjoy the finer thing, learn to enjoy the finer things in life without guilt or shame in moderation because they have complex feelings around this. So treating themselves can lead them to bounce between binging and purging extremes where they're spending a shit ton of money and then like completely swearing off all spending for years and then completely binging again and spending and overspending or, you know, overly being stingy. 
They must also learn to ask for help when they need it, to be generous to others, to go without at times, and to learn that it's okay to go without. Sometimes we learn that we don't actually need that thing very much, and it doesn't make much of a difference to not have it there. And to know when to let go of comfort and security when it no longer serves you. Those with this placement may find that working in finance, banking, the stock market, and luxury industries, uh, they're going to do really well. Okay, Saturn in Gemini. Saturn in Gemini people are highly intellectual, cynical, logical, sarcastic, skeptical, cold-hearted, wise, financially savvy, musically affinities abound, pa uh, passion, I was about to say passionate, patience, <laughs> they have a lot of patience and love and curiosity for learning. These people can sometimes experience a lonely or melancholic childhood or difficulties in obtaining education in early years. And these people may experience difficulty expressing lightheartedness or superficiality and even childlike enthusiasm for the things that they love. They may experience a deep dislike or suspicion for those who gossip or socialize too much or who are more social minded and charming. They may also really hate small talk, uh, social nice niceties, and what they view as boring routines, therefore struggling with follow through. They can be especially sensitive to criticism and perfectionist when it comes to writing or speech related matters. But Saturn in Gemini is a more comfortable placement than many others when it comes to Saturn, because these folks, you know, they have a more natural relationship with Saturn than some other placements. But these people must learn to enjoy the lighter side of life and themselves, chatting for fun, expressing enthusiasm, experiencing a joke told at their expense out of jest, fully expressing themselves and their opinions, and being social with others. They may work well in a partnership and can experience great success in such situations, but they must learn to compromise without giving up their own autonomy and voice. Teachers, writers, speakers, those in the tech industry, and those working in sales and marketing may do really well if they have this placement. Saturn in Cancer. Saturn and Cancer people are emotional, indulgent, shrewd, tenacious, committed, ambitious, and gifted with a good sense for business. They often experience difficulties with codependency, though. Melancholy, self-pity, overindulgence in sensual pleasures, and may struggle to express their needs or let others care for them. Saturn and Cancer people are often ambitious and committed to seeing tasks through to completion. They strive to obtain the material wealth and security and may struggle with insecurity or lack of confidence. This is because early in life, these people can sometimes experience problems with their parents, especially their mother, and may have felt a responsibility to care for their families from a young age. They may also have felt they lacked the care and nurture that they needed. And for this reason, Saturn and Cancer placements sometimes seek older partners in marriage to secure that stability that they're seeking. Saturn and Cancer people must learn to let go of grudges, let others care for them at times, to self-nurture, to express vulnerability, and experience intimacy with others, and to venture outside of your shell so you don't miss out on valuable experiences due to a fear of rejection or failure. It's also important to express their emotions fully and to let go of material items when they're past their prime, as hoarding can sometimes manifest with displacement. 
historians, curators, collectors, hospitality fields, nursing, culinary industry, and business people in the industries related to home, family, and real estate may actually excel a lot if they have this placement. These people may also make great parents and often find deep joy, uh, deep joy <laughs> with their children. Good Lord. Saturn in Leo. So Saturn and Leo people have a difficult placement as Saturn and Leo are quite opposite from one another. However, these people are proud, strong-willed, sometimes cold, analytical, responsible, natural leaders, self-assured, and authoritative. They often have a good instinct for attracting public attention, though they may struggle with this need for approval and attention from others. They fear mediocrity, I guess, or just being ordinary. They struggle with feelings of envy and jealousy and deeply crave making a dramatic impression on others. Saturn and Leo people may experience distrust and suspicion when it comes to receiving compliments or displays of affection. They often experience trouble and disappointment and love because of these tendencies. Saturn and Leo people can sometimes experience difficulties with achieving great success only to fall right when that success reaches its peak. They may also struggle to express their playful side or enjoy attention or recognition, but then feel resentful later when they're overlooked. And those with this placement must learn to express affection and childlike joy, to let go of control issues, to enjoy ex enjoy pleasure, like the pleasure side of life, and letting go when it comes to self-expression and creativity and release pride when they're working on insecurities so that it doesn't limit their own growth. They must find their voice and their own sense of self-expression and confidence. These can be lifelong lessons for them. Saturn and Leo people may be quite gifted at their hobbies and can often turn them into business opportunities. And once unlocked, these people have natural creative abilities and may make great leaders in pretty much any industry. Saturn in Virgo. Saturn and Virgo people are responsible, conscientious, wise, intellectual, practical, organized, methodical. They have an eye for detail and they're very willing to work hard to achieve their goals. The early years for these people may be difficult due to delicate health issues or other disappointments. And these people may feel burdened by routine, service, work, or details. The key for these people is to find meaning in the work that they do and not to get bogged down in trivial details or small losses that don't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Saturn and Virgo people may experience difficulties completing things due to their incessant perfectionist tendencies. They might get lost in details and struggle to really see the bigger picture. They might have a fear of criticism, a fear of the unknown, a tendency toward pessimism and the need for control, and a rigidity that sets standards far too high or can turn a person into a bit of a tyrant when other people don't see things their way. Those with this placement must learn to let go of the need for perfection, to be more optimistic, to let go of the need for control and order, and just go with the flow. Saturn and Virgo people may succeed in the health and food industries, nonprofit work, or any occupations which help others. Okay, Saturn and Libra. Saturn and Libra people are gifted uh, because this is a very favorable placement for Saturn. 
it gives these people good judgment and a good sense of justice and an instinct for making a good impression on other people. It also makes them likable, diplomatic, fair-minded, and often gives them a very artistic streak. They may experience sorrow and disappointment early in life in relationships, such as divorce from a first marriage or a love affair in their youth, which ends in a loss. However, they derive much stability from marriage. And those with Saturn and Libra may endlessly weigh the different sides of situations so much that decision-making becomes quite painful for them. They often experience difficulty in partnership and developing new relationships simply because they care way too much. These folks feel such a strong sense of responsibility for others that they often resist developing new relationships, or they can convince themselves that they don't care when they actually do care quite a lot, just so that they can avoid the stress and anxiety that may come with forming and developing new relationships. Saturn and Libra people sometimes suppress the desire for sharing and intimacy with others, thereby making themselves feel isolated and lonely, even though they themselves are the ones creating the circumstances which create such feelings in the first place. That said, those with this Saturn placement are well-suited for success in public roles. They excel in artistic pursuits and are well-liked by others. Those with Saturn and Libra must learn to balance the give and take of relationships and develop a harmonious existence with another person. And they have a need to establish healthy boundaries with other people. Saturn and Libra people may excel in law, fashion, sales, or other industries concerned with justice, fairness, balance, and beauty. Saturn in Scorpio. Saturn and Scorpio people have a subtle, passionate driving force behind their personality, even if it's not immediately noticeable, and they themselves may even fear this aspect of their personality. However, in time, it can become a deep source of power for these people. They're often capable of unwavering commitment to their goals and a will that's not easily crossed. <laughs> Those with Saturn and Scorpio have an innate understanding of human motivations, a dominating strength hidden beneath a pleasant exterior and an immense capacity for psychic intuition and healing other people. Early on in life, they may experience health problems, the loss of loved ones, or emotional traumas which affect them later on. Saturn and Scorpio people may experience emotional troubles, which sometimes can result in scandal, and they may have a tendency to become involved in such things as secret love affairs, which bring them much sorrow and difficulty um, or otherwise achieve success and status, only to lose it due to unpleasant gossip or rumors. And those with Saturn and Scorpio must learn to identify and express unpleasant emotions, especially jealousy, rigidity, and their sometimes domineering nature. They may struggle with their need for emotional intimacy and avoid admitting to any emotional vulnerabilities. Working consciously to open up to others instead of becoming silent and cold, brooding, or taciturn is often a life lifelong lesson for these people. Putting their trust in and opening up to others can be a wonderful way to heal these wounds. They must also have a deep-rooted fear around change, growth, and transformation, and this can keep them in stagnant situations that no longer serve their highest good. So... They must learn to be open to accepting change, to be open and vulnerable, and avoid hiding or withholding. Saturn and Scorpio people 
until they learn these invaluable lessons, we'll deal with blockages to abundance or fear of intimacy and love, fear of success, blockages with sexuality and frustration, and issues surrounding spirituality, the occult, transformation, change, death, sex, or religion. Powerful losses often do shape the lives of Saturn and Scorpio people, uh, but they often arise victorious in the end, like a phoenix from the ashes is often associated with Scorpio. Uh, And this helps them to find a true sense of meaning and in turn heal those around them as as well as themselves. Saturn and Scorpio people may excel in the field of medicine, psychology, forensics, or occupations which involve helping others in areas that involve transformation, healing, death, or dealing with personal crises. Saturn in Sagittarius. Saturn in Sagittarius people may experience delayed success in life until they learn to be patient and resilient in the face of adversity. Early on in life, they may experience setbacks and difficulties and may have to work long and hard to reap the rewards of their efforts. That said, these people often acquire wisdom and become visionary leaders in their respective fields of industry. Saturn and Sagittarius makes these people philosophically minded. They put faith in the long-term outcome. However, it can also make them tactless, cynical, self-righteous, skeptical, and doubtful. Simplicity often gives these people a sense of security and stability, though they can have a tendency to become too extreme in their beliefs, either strictly adhering to the beliefs that they have formed and principles to a fault or swearing off beliefs entirely. (laughs) And those with Saturn and Sagittarius often have a fear of being wrong. They might also battle deeply with the fear of the future, desiring to understand the why of any given situation before moving to action, which can limit them. They can sometimes be harsh and critical of rule benders or rule breakers and things that can't be proven (laughs) and may also possess a really harsh sense of justice. They must learn to express enthusiasm without fear, shame, or awkwardness, to take risks and be spontaneous sometimes, to learn that it's okay to make mistakes, to be open to ideas different than their own, to make room for emotional and mental vulnerability, and to be open to the spiritual and emotional side of things. One of the greatest lessons for Saturn and Sagittarius people to learn is that of flexibility. This can be physical and uh, mental, but mainly it's mental. And those with displacement, they have such high ideals and principles, and they dislike stepping out of that mental comfort zone. Those with Saturn and Sagittarius may excel in teaching, publishing, careers which involve frequent travel, or careers in foreign countries. Saturn in Capricorn. Because Capricorn is natively ruled by Saturn, Saturn is at home with this placement and it makes its power here strong for better or worse. Saturn and Capricorn people are ambitious, independent, dedicated, practical, realistic, unwavering, and sometimes overbearing, domineering, selfish, and even mean. In childhood, they may have been treated as mature for their age, which resulted in way too much pressure. Early on, obstacles were placed in their path, which makes these people very self-sufficient. However, they may have a tendency to want to do everything on their own and may actively even refuse help from others. They often end, end up doing things the hard way and don't listen to advice from other people. They only trust what they've experienced and they learn from those experiences. 
However, those with Saturn and Capricorn have an innate sense of responsibility, often setting extremely high standards for themselves. They may oscillate between being extremely ambitious and hardworking and otherwise just swearing ambition off and material gain altogether so they don't have to deal with the weight of their own expectations. <laughs> However, underneath, Saturn and Capricorn folks have strong fears of losing control, uh, trouble dealing with authority, experiencing failure, and struggle to accept their own desires for success. Because they often feel burdened by a sense of responsibility, they may quit before they even get started out of a fear that things will become way too much for them to handle. Saturn and Capricorn people must learn to detach from their own impossibly high standards without letting go of them entirely. <laughs> And those with Saturn placement will experience delays in the areas of career growth and whatever house this falls into, which may affect it. But inevitably, they will experience success later in life, usually in their 20s to early 30s, because anywhere that you have um, Capricorn typically is a placement that you're going to have to work incredibly hard for. So barring someone that doesn't work for anything at all, uh, those with Capricorn placements are usually willing to do the work and inevitably achieve success in that placement. Those with Saturn and Capricorn often do well in leadership positions as entrepreneurs and can excel in pretty much al almost any field they desire to succeed in. Okay, Saturn in Aquarius. Saturn and Aquarius people are trustworthy, steadfast, loyal, self-disciplined, rational, realistic, unique, impartial, and have a talent for dealing with people and appealing to the masses. The thing about Aquarius is modern astrology says that the ruler of Aquarius is Uranus. But before we discovered Uranus, the native I guess ancient ruler of Aquarius was actually Saturn. So it's very at home in this placement as well. Early on, those with Saturn and Aquarius may have had difficulties getting close to other people or expressing emotional vulnerability and may have been friends with people who were not their peers, either younger or older people, much more likely to be older people. And Saturn and Aquarius people take their friendships very seriously as they tend to acquire long-term friends and because of this have a tendency to detach from them. It's simply that they are so loyal and devoted that they only consider a few people to be true friends. And these people also dislike being the odd one out or feeling alienated and will go to extreme lengths to avoid the situation though it is often their own detachment causing this feeling in the first place. Finding their true soul tribe is key to alleviating this pressure they feel. Saturn and Aquarius people often have difficulties moving out of their social comfort zone, feeling an innate sense of mistrust in the areas of groups, crowds, or networking. They sometimes have a fear of risk-taking and experimentation, or otherwise they rely on their dreams for the future too much and don't live in the present. These people must learn to invest in dreams, goals, and people selectively, to trust in their intuition, and try new things from time to time. Avoid using your cleverness and charm to get your way, or gain leadership, or manipulate other people. Those with Saturn and Aquarius often excel in politics, technology, space, entertainment, 
social justice, humanitarian and nonprofit work, or occupations which fight for equity and freedom for all. And finally, Saturn and Pisces. <laughs> Saturn and Pisces people may struggle with finding material success due to the extreme differences between the strict nature of Saturn and the mystical boundlessness of Pisces energy. These people must learn discernment, the courage to overcome, and to not be the cause and source of their own unhappiness. They may experience difficulties expressing emotion, vulnerability, and what they consider to be weaknesses, which can limit them. They may unintentionally convey that they don't want or need kindness, support, or compliments, which can lead to a sense of isolation, loneliness, bitterness, and resentment. Those with Saturn and Pisces must learn to identify and express the full spectrum of emotional vulnerability, especially the unpleasant and messy emotions such as guilt, anxiety, or fear of the unknown. And until they do, they run the risk of becoming consumed by them. Saturn may force this placement to make too many sacrifices for other people or otherwise become the victim of their own life. And developing the courage and determination to overcome this is vital. They must also learn to set healthy boundaries, develop and trust their own sense of intuition, to foster a belief in the goodwill of life and others, and let go of troubles and emotions that are not their own. Those with Saturn and Pisces often excel in music, poetry, art, or cre any creative work, healing, alternative medicine, psychology, philosophy, writing, and spiritual, esoteric, or occult teachings. All right, so since we are doing an episode on Saturn, I thought it would be helpful if I talked briefly about what Saturn returns are. So whatever sign you have Saturn in, uh, the return will take typically 27 to 30 years during your lifetime. It'll happen every 27 to 30 years. So hopefully, you know, if we're all lucky, we get at least two or three of these. And um, each time different lessons will surface, if you will. And again, it depends on what Saturn, uh, what sign you have in Saturn and what house it lands in. And that will be the area that's activated at that time. Now, a person's Saturn return, again, typically happens every 27 to 30 years during their lifetime and can be very impactful, especially the first one, as it can bring to light or to fruition the lessons one has learned in the first 30 years of their life. And it often feels much like hitting adulthood officially and can indicate a kind of crisis or a dark night of the soul sometimes, depending on the placement, which leads to self-discovery, learning the lessons of Saturn and dealing with difficulties, which leads to growth and rewards for that person. The effects of a Saturn return can be felt also a few years, a few years before and a few years after, or what we call the like shadow period um, for a person as the commencement and culmination of lessons begin to take place. So for example, um, I have my Saturn in Capricorn and I think I experienced mine right around the age 27, 28. And I definitely had like a spiritual crisis. <laughs> And uh, I had it in the area of self-worth, which makes perfect sense because I have Saturn and Capricorn in my second house, which deals with how I make money, how I support myself, am I self-reliant, what is my self-worth like and what's it tied up in? Um, and those things 
you know, I either had to learn the lesson of where to have structure and where structure was ultimately hurting me. So those are the kinds of things that you can really understand from understanding your own personal natal chart is figuring out what sign do you have Saturn in? What house is it landing in? And, you know, what area of life ultimately is it going to affect? Also aspects. Um, If you don't understand how to read aspects, and you may not if you're quite new to astrology, a very simple way to understand what Saturn might hit up against is just knowing what sign it's in, what house it's in, and also what is it opposing? And you can find that out simply by like looking at the pie chart of your natal chart and looking, okay, if I have Saturn in the first house, you know, it's going to oppose the sign directly across, right? Um, So I have mine in my second, I think it opposes my eighth. Um, Although I'm not looking at it right now and I'm terrible at (laughs) opposites. But uh, yeah, typically it will be like the sign directly across uh, or the house, I'm sorry, the house directly across. So it may actually affect that house because it's going to be opposing that house. Um, so that placement is directly opposing that placement. And so like for an example, let's just spitball here. If you have Saturn in, I don't know, whatever, I have Saturn in Capricorn um, and you know it's in your first house or your second house or whatever, let's just take my placement, second opposing eighth, then I have, you know, lessons to learn around value and how I feel valued as a person. What is my self-esteem, my self-worth? And it's obviously very tied up in making money because the second house rules how we make money and material possessions and things like that. Uh, But it's opposing the eighth house and issues. uh, So you're going to, I'm going to have issues of power. I'm going to feel disempowered if this placement is not uh, in a healthy, nurtured place. So I don't know what your placements are, but that's a really easy aspect to kind of look at in your chart, especially when it comes to Saturn. Other placements can be difficult, yes, for like love or personal identity or career, how you make money. Sure, you can read the same kind of like opposite placement and and take a look at it and go, okay, what's opposing that? Uh, So, you know find ways to look at your chart in the most easy aspects you can read are usually opposites. Conjunct and trine, those really aren't that hard of a placement. Those can be easier placements to deal with. Um, although they are, there's value in reading them, of course. But uh, just in terms of reading Saturn, because Saturn's usually a, a hard placement to deal with, even if it's in a good aspect, um, it'll help you to see what's opposing it to see, okay, this is going to be wrapped up in in each other. These two house areas are going to be connected in some way, and they might contradict one another. They might, again, oppose each other literally, or they might just be like all wrapped up in the same issues you have with those placements. So that's something to consider. And now we're going to actually talk about how to harness Saturn when it comes to magical workings. Okay, so when working with Saturn... It's a great idea (laughs) to uh, use them in magical workings around structure, building or breaking down structures, more rigidity or flexibility. You can use it for breakups, uh, you know, if you want to harness like the, I don't know, learning the lessons of how to express emotion, learning the lessons of how to create structure and boundaries in your relationships. Uh, It can also be handy when you're trying to... uh, learn and 
resolve karmic lessons, which can be, you know, healing ancestral wounds or past life karma, if you believe in that. Um, it can help you to increase your personal sense of discipline and hard work uh, to learn the lessons of maturity and responsibility. Again, building up or breaking down structure. Um, it can help with building foundation and routine for, again, setting boundaries. It can help in parenting uh, to set structures for other people. Um, if you have kids uh, or, you know, people that are you know, that you're a parental figure to. It can help you to overcome your fears and to be more fearless. It can increase your sense of ambition through hard work, determination, and persistence. So a lot of times people are quite scared of Saturn, but really it can be instrumental in a magical working. Right now, Saturn is in Aquarius, I believe. It might have already gone into Pisces. I'm not sure. No, it's, it's in Aquarius. What am I saying? Moves way too slow. Um, so it's in Aquarius. Good Lord. Although some other uh, signs, I believe Venus is in Pisces right now. Obviously, the sun's in Pisces. Um, and there is going to be, I think, if not in the next couple of days during the full moon, there's like a another alignment where a bunch of plants are going to be in Pisces at the time of me filming this. Or, sorry, recording this. So I don't know when it'll be when this is actually live. May have already come and gone. <laughs> and if that's the case, I'm sorry. But uh, there will be plenty of these planetary alignments happening in the sky throughout the year. So just... You can just Google it if you're curious, you know, where and what planet, uh, sorry, what sign Saturn is in or what planets and what sign if you want to look at some other planet. It's really helpful if you're going to do a magical working. Saturn is great for work-related things. It naturally rules the 10th house of career or Capricorn does, which is ruled by Saturn. Uh, again, it's ruling like those life lessons. It can help you to um, work harder at the things that you want. And to not be afraid of setting that foundation and putting those structures, especially where we need them. You know, it, it can be, we can think of Saturn as this restrictive, you know, natured planet. And it is, but it, those structures can be great, right? Like we want a dam to be built over a river that could potentially drown our entire city. <laughs> we want structures to be there to hold up our um, you know, whatever we want in life, right? Whether it's a career, our relationship, our personal sense of identity and self-esteem, we want that to be built on fucking solid ass foundation. We don't want it to be, you know, going to break down any, <laughs> at any light rain. So those things are important. However, you may have structures in place that you're like, this is really my own sense of rigidity is holding me back. And you may want to do a magical working for that. You may have debilitating fears that you need to overcome and doing a magical working for that can also be helpful doing some shadow work in these areas may also be helpful though i find that working with the moon sign and also your black moon lilith can actually be a lot more beneficial when it comes to um you know shadow work and like the dark side of yourself i find that more related to black moon lilith signs and your moon sign because it's a lot more unconscious and some of Saturn is unconscious, but a lot of it, it's like you, if I were to tell you what your Saturn sign is, if you didn't know, and I explain the issues you were probably dealing with in your chart, you would probably agree with me because you know what your problems are and you know where you're rigid and where you're too flexible or whatever. And we usually understand the kind of lessons we need to learn. We might just have difficulties learning them. And so, you know, 
doing these in a magical working can be incredibly, incredibly valuable. And if you do have um, Saturn and Aquarius, then now's the time. I mean, that point in your chart is activated and it's a generational placement. Saturn is usually a generational placement. So people are within a couple of years of age, give or take, will probably have your same placement. Sometimes it's in those that pocket of years or whatever, there's a retrograde. Like for my generation, uh, most of my generation will be Saturn and Capricorn. So if you're in your early to mid thirties, you probably have Saturn and Capricorn unless you're born in, I think, 87 to 88. Like a, there's like a very small time period uh, in late 88 where some people have Saturn and Sagittarius because it went back into Sagittarius uh, or sorry, went into Sagittarius and came back out. Um, so, for those people, they've got a different sign, but for most people in my generation will be Capricorn. So if you're younger, like 25, I want to say to 30 or 25 to maybe 28, you probably have Saturn and Aquarius. And if you do, it's being activated in the sky right now. So you are coming up against the beginning of your Saturn uh, return. And so this may actually be very helpful for you because you're going to be learning a lot of the lessons. You may have a crisis. You may not have a crisis. Uh, It just depends on what the placement is like. I don't want to freak anyone out. Like, it's not always like that. Sometimes it's just that we, you know, have a breakdown of a structure or we recognize that there's a need for there to be a structure. (laughs) And that leads to great healing and lessons. So... Hopefully you guys have found this episode helpful. Uh, I find Saturn to be very helpful and it's difficult, right? Um, We all have different lessons to learn when it comes to our Saturn placements and they often are lifelong lessons. But I do feel that once we're more aware of them, we can be more conscious about learning those lessons and helping ourselves along any way that we can. And that to me is the beauty of astrology. So hopefully you found this uh, episode helpful. And if you did, definitely let me know. I'm on social media on Twitter at Astro W Podcast. And I'm on Instagram at Astrology Witch Podcast. I'm on Facebook now. Uh, I have a Facebook page where I share fun memes and like people leave comments and it's hilarious and amazing. And that's Astrology Witch Podcast uh, Facebook page. You can find it just by searching that. And I also have a Patreon now. So if you feel inclined to support me, that would be amazing. Um, it's just the Astrology Witch Podcast Patreon page. I have it linked in the description as well. So there I share, uh, like witchcraft stuff that I've taken from my own Book of Shadows and just like things to help you guys with like doing magic in the moon phases. And I'm definitely going to add an astrology component to the magical working section. I haven't quite done that yet. Um, just because I'm not sure what people would find helpful and I don't have enough patrons yet to really take a poll. So um, if you feel inclined to support me there, that would be amazing. You'll get access to, uh, depending on what tier, you'll get access to witchcraft uh, documents I have there and also path workings that I've begun to create. If you're on the higher tiers, you will get access to a free natal chart annual reading um, and also tarot readings. So just depends on how much you feel like you want to support me. And if you don't, then no shade uh, listening is wonderful as well. And I appreciate your support in all of its forms. So thank you so much for listening and I will see you next time.